sometimes the Zoom quality drops off. That is because I had just moved into my apartment at the time of doing this interview, so my Wi-Fi connection had not been set up completely. Also, congratulations to Charlize Ledger Walker, freshman sensation named Pac-12 Freshman of the Year, All-Pac-12 team, and All-Pac-12 Freshman team. Her sister, Crystal Ledger Walker, also received votes for All-Defensive team. So, great night for the women's basketball team. We're off to Vegas. Enjoy the interview. Calling Isaac Bonton, Cougar basketball star. All right, welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today we have an amazing guest. We have Isaac Bonton, starting guard for your Cougar basketball team, the second leading scorer in the Pac-12, and one of the conference leaders in steals. Thanks for coming on. No problem, man. Could you give us a 30-second elevator pitch about yourself? Uh, Isaac Bonton, you know, from Portland, Oregon, you know, born and raised. It's a, been a basketball player my whole life. Die hard, you know, basketball die hard, hard worker. You know, caring guy, funny guy. Like to uh, be involved with people and everything and just like to give back and everything. Just really selfless and passionate about, you know, my religion as well. You know, believing in God. That's great. That's the best intro we've had so far. So <laughs> how did you decide that WSU was the right fit for you? Man, um, so it was a whole process being recruited um, through JUCO and everything and um, ended up um, just just went through a whole event, you know, with my recruiting and, and junior college and it went so up and down and, and sideways and got a chance to meet um, Coach Smith and Coach Shaw and they came down and um, uh, met with me and my friend Will, uh, Will, Will for Lakai, he goes to New Mexico State now. And we just, I just met them and they just gave me the rundown and everything. And then I got a chance to visit, kind of fell in love with it from there. Sweet. And so you said you went on the JUCO junior college route. How do you yeah. think that route set you up to succeed in the Pac-12? Oh man, um, just, just breeded a lot of toughness, man. I, I went through, so I started off at Montana State my freshman year. Things didn't work out well there. You know, it was a cool place, but it didn't work out. So I ended up going the junior college route. Through there, man, it just kind of felt like, you know, I had this opportunity, this one last opportunity to either make my bones here and, you know, build and get to where I want to get to. It's a high major level or next level in Division One, And I just, I just, you know, it built a lot of toughness, built a lot of character for me, uh, a lot of leadership. Just knowing what I wanted to do, it really got a chance for me to, you know, get to know myself and get to know what I really wanted to do. This, you know, this basketball thing was really a journey I wanted to continue on. But yeah, I think we can definitely see that in your play style. You don't, you fight for every rebound, you steal the ball. I mean, definitely the yeah. toughness is there. Yesterday was the anniversary of probably the single coolest sporting event I've been to, the Clay Thompson game. Waited four yes. hours in line in the snow for that. That was worth every second. So take us through that weekend. What was that like when he came into practice at the game? And then obviously you had a phenomenal game. What was that whole experience like? Oh yeah, just another day in the office, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, nah, man, it was it was special. Came in our practice, didn't really, we didn't know. I don't think we, I don't remember if we knew, but I don't think we knew that he was gonna come to practice. We were in there shooting everything, and one of those days we had a table out for food and stuff, and it was just like, uh, okay, we know Clay Clay's coming up, you know, Clay Dick coming up, so we assumed something was gonna happen, um, and then he came in our practice and it just. And the energy just got different. You know, Coach actually called practice after that because he was like, there's no reason to practice right now. Like, yeah. time, you know, so we got to meet him, shake him up and everything. And it, it was just cool. It was just a cool experience. We knew it was going to be a special weekend. And for me, especially because we play in Oregon State and um, I kind of have a story about Oregon State and, you know, Oregon schools and myself. So I just kind of have a chip on my shoulder with them. So I knew I wanted to get that win. Clay Thompson was there. 
play day hits, obviously that was crazy, you know, a packed line or whatever. We saw it, you know, I was out there in warm-ups for the game, like two hours before the game, and it was the student section was packed. It was it was just one of those crazy days, and you knew something special was going to happen that day. I was glad we can get the win for him. I mean, it was a great game. Did it feel – when you you had an amazing style and you were 34-8-8, eight and eight, did it did that game feel any different to you than any other game or was just you were just in the zone? What was it like? Let's see. If it was similar to any game, it would probably be similar to the UW game, maybe at UW. Because, I, you know, that was another game that was really packed and everything. But other than that, you know, it was just special because our fan base, you know, you could really feel the Pullman community just all there. You know, obviously in the previous years, fan base hasn't been what it is because of football is main focus. So, but last year, I feel like that was kind of a turning point and people started to notice, you know, the basketball team a little bit more. And, you know, having that game sold out, even if it was just for Clay, having Steph Curry there, uh, everybody there, it was just, man, it was a... It was a crazy day, man. It was an energetic day. It was a great day. It was amazing game, as I've said. Let's talk about the team as a whole. So, obviously, CJ Ellaby left for the NBA. Jeff Pollard, Javay Robinson, the older guys are gone. How has your role on the team changed? You know, it, it was kind of similar to last year. You know, I was a leader on the team last year, um, along with CJ and along with Jeff Pollard. And that's how I felt. But, you know, this this year we have a group of young guys. We have a group of young guys, but don't get it twisted. They're they're definitely more mature than the average, you know, freshman. And, and they have, you know, experience, international experience. And we have guys from all over. So it's an interesting – it's been an interesting year, you know, adapting with that. But I feel like just being more of a leader vocally, leading by example, continuing to lead by example, my um, work ethic, you know, it, you know, it's always been one of those things I just can lead by example. So vocally, I'm just taking that next step, becoming a better defender, defending harder this year, and just taking on more of more of a senior, you know, role. And, and it's been an interesting process. Right. So you said the freshmen, they're obviously more mature. I mean, there's F.A., Abogidi, Andre Jackmoski, and then T.J. Bauman, name a few. So what is the biggest, I mean, they've been phenomenal starters, Six man. I mean, is there a shift in the locker room with a primarily a younger starting team versus the more veteran laden team like with last season? You would think, man, but you know, I, the locker room is not too much different, man. It's it's we have guy, we have a unique group of freshmen, man. I'm I'm telling you, they're so mentally further along than I've seen. You know, freshmen in the past. You know, even. Myself as a freshman, I feel like I was kind of more mature, but, you know, having a you know whole group of guys, I mean, even down to the youngest freshman, Deshaun Jackson, I mean, he's a more mature kid, you know, so great backgrounds and hasn't been too much different, um, you know, just getting to know everything, just getting to know the ropes of college. And it's been a little bit different, I, I guess you could say, because we've been online more than in-person classes, so we don't have to worry about the aspect of the you know, whole social social you know works going on sure. but other than that I mean just learning you know being in college being on that routine and just grinding you know being up in the morning every day and you're in the gym until night and, and having a lot of responsibilities and having classes to take care of and learning just learning that um, that's probably the the thing that you know sticks out the most with the freshmen rather than you know our older group of guys of last year but you know in terms of maturity it's just it's not too much different I mean, that's what we love to hear so Last year, Kyle Smith's first season, 16 and 16. Great year, ended with a win at Colorado. Obviously couldn't continue due to pandemic. But so Coach Smith is a very unique, he's a unique coaching style with heavily driven on analytics. What is the strangest, most unique analytic he's brought into practice or games? Man, 
I'll give you one, man. I, I've never really heard it. You know, everyone's, you know, so the assist is, you know, when you pass to somebody and, and they knock down a shot, right? So right. we have this thing called virtual assist and it's what every, it's what every point guard kind of wants to, you know, wants to be involved. It's just like, if you hit a guy and they get a shot off and they get a clean shot and they miss it, it's called a virtual assist. And our st- so basically you're making the right plays and all his statistics and analytics that you don't know about are all based off making winning plays. So like, you're, you're not going to be out there doing reckless, you know, playing the wrong way. And then you're not going to get rewarded for that, but playing the right way. And, you know, if you make a pass, say, to a guy in the corner, he shoots it, misses it. That's a virtual assist for you. That that's a stat, you know. I've never really, um, you know, heard about, but I've always thought in my brain, like, hey, I would have hit that. I would have been an assist, you know. So like, virtual assist, just knowing that. Well, there's plenty of analytics, man, that he has that um, I'm sure people haven't heard about, don't know about, but right. So it's teaching you how to play the correct way, and even if you it's just you want to win, and if someone you make that pass and then they miss it's okay because that's what you should have done. And it just happened that he missed. I right. like that. And, you know, you're going to correct it, you know, eventually you make the shot. So, yeah. um, be an assist, but obviously in the game, you don't get virtual assist, but right. of course just a shot that they look at, but all his stats and analytics are based off making winning plays. So that's another thing I feel like that elevates our winning process because, you know, you're just, you're focused on making the right plays every time and doing the right thing. So, right. Your shooting percentage has skyrocketed enormously. You're one of the elite shooters right now in the past five or six games. Was there a is that a was there a mechanical change, a conscious decision, or was everything just clicking at once? No, nah, man. Um, I trust in my work, man. I, I I don't sway from anything I've done in the past. You know, I, I have the same routine every day, but you know, sometimes just mentally you get fogged up. I feel like you know a lot of my faults um, this year and, and last year. Um, I made big jumps this year over the summer, working hard and changing my body and everything, and becoming that more consistent leader. But other than that, it was kind of me against myself more so than any any skill, you know, any skill that I have. You know, I have the skills to do it. I do it in practice um, every day and I work hard, you know, every day. So it's nothing that it's mechanically. It's just it was kind of a mental thing. And I'm out of it now. Clear, got to go back home and clear my head a little bit. So um just been locked in and trying to play the right way. Obviously, you're one of the more talented players or you're one of the more skilled players on our team. And Coog Nation would love to see you back in Beasley. Do you have any next year? Do you have any idea what your plans might be next year? There's an additional year of eligibility, the draft overseas. What are you feeling? Yeah, man. Like I said, um, just taking it one day at a time, right. um, game at a time. Um, don't know what the future is going to hold. You know, I'm just focused on um, you talking next and practice today. So um, that's just, you know. Overall, it's a great opportunity to be able to come back next year because of the COVID thing. That's a blessing, you know, but I'm not focusing towards next year. Like, I'm not thinking about, okay, I'm, I can fall back on this. No, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm taking it as like, this is my last year. I'm a senior. I got to do the right things. And I'm just going to let the chip fall where they All right. That's cool. And then I do, I have one more little speed round I do. It's just your first response. You ready for this? Good. All right. Ferdinand's ice cream or Cougar Gold? Mm, don't even I don't even eat ice cream or cheese like that. So oh but okay. I heard I heard Ferdinand's is good, so I'll go it for is, it. Then. All right, cool. Yeah. Go with that. All right. So what is the story behind the red hair? It's obviously very visual. What is the story behind it? <laughs> oh man, it's just my favorite color. And you know, so I wanted to do something different with my hair. Um a lot of a lot of guys go blonde and everything. I hate the blonde. So I just want to go my favorite color. Might as well go red curls. Never really seen it before. So all right, we like it here. So what was your welcome to the Pac-12 moment? Welcome to the Pac-12 moment. Oh, man. 
Ah, man, I don't, I don't really know. I feel, I feel like kind of probably UCLA game um, in a positive way, more so than, you know, a negative. You know, having that game going to overtime and just the competition and um, and coming out and playing. Um, also, playing against USC, Onyeko Kongu is an amazing player. Playing him was just like we, we had no answer for him. And that was kind of like, yeah, welcome to Pac-12 because, you know, these are NBA guys. So either that one or the UCLA game where we hit. I like that. So what was your initial reaction to Pullman? Step off the plane, step out of the car. First thought. Uh, I saw Cougar signs everywhere. So I was like, oh, man, this is interesting. Also, um, driving here, the, all the wheat fields and everything, different. I was, you know, but I've been in some crazy places. I've been in Wyoming, Montana. So this is, you know, it's a pretty cool place. That's great. So my last question is, what fuels you and your desire to be great? That's a good question, man. You know, I, I think it's just so, you know, it's just built in me. I, I really feel like from an early age, um, you know, I just always wanted to be successful regardless of what it is, you know, just um, whatever it is, I just want to be successful and work hard at it. And my dad just built that in me from a young age. So, and then um, my favorite athlete ever, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. You know, that that's self-explanatory. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So where can people find you on social? Instagram at G2G period IB2, Twitter ibonton13. All right. There you have it. That's Isaac Bonton. Thank you for coming on. All right. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Listen, I love Walker, but he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Ben, you should have done this guy right. What, I get him a stripper? What do you want me to do here? I I get him a prostitute? What do you 